0: Today's episode is all about masala tea, also known as chai or chai tea. I'll be calling it cha because that's how it's said in Punjabi. Hello, my name is Nupkirin and welcome to this episode of Mazedar Sansar. I thought cha would be a great topic to discuss because it's super popular in Punjabi culture. Not only that, but tea is the second most popular beverage after water. It's hard to pinpoint the exact beginning of tea, but it likely started in China thousands of years ago. One popular legend is of the mythological Chinese deity Shen Nong who accidentally discovered tea. It's said that he poisoned himself and the leaf of a tea tree flew into his mouth and he was cured. He recommended tea to all his followers, saying that it provided energy for the body, happiness for the mind, and determination for life tea has been grown in the Chinese province of Yunnan for thousands of years. It's even home to some of the original tea trees, including one which is believed to be 1800 years old. Camellia sinensis is the name of the plant which tea leaves come from. It comes in three main varieties. One is grown in China, the second is grown in Assam, and the third is a hybrid of the two and it's grown in Cambodia. Of course, using different plants will result in different flavors, but there's many other factors which can contribute to a variation in taste, such as the soil, climate, and altitude where the plant was grown. The way that the tea leaves are grown, harvested, handled, and dried can also have an effect on the flavor. Using different combinations of the preparation methods allows us to have six different types of tea, which are white, yellow, green, oolong, black, and pu'er. Black tea is what's used to make cha, so that's what I'll be focusing on. It's also referred to as red tea in Eastern Asia due to the reddish color it gives off when added in. The making of black tea began in China more than 500 years ago. Soon after, it was introduced in Europe, where demand rose quickly. The Chinese locals drank black tea in its loose-leaf form, which means that the leaves were steamed and dried immediately before being used for tea. However, this method couldn't be used for the shipments going to Europe because the aroma and flavor would fade away quickly. Instead, the leaves would be rolled and dried, then baked to keep them from rotting, and pressed into cakes for easy transportation. At this time, tea was becoming more and more popular in all of Europe and began a sort of race between the countries to see who could get the most tea first. Purchasing tea from China was becoming very expensive for the British, so they offered a deal in which they would trade opium for tea. This led to an opium crisis in China. Many Chinese people were becoming addicted to the opium, so the government called off the trade deal but the English government still desperately needed supplies of tea. A while later, tea plants were discovered in Assam, India. Since the British were occupying India at this time, they easily started tea plantations throughout Assam and what is now known as Sri Lanka. Many felt that the Assam variety tasted better than the Chinese one, which led to China losing its stronghold on the tea industry. Soon, tea became a very common drink in England. However, back then, the cups were so delicate that they would crack when hot tea was poured into them. As a result, people started adding milk to their tea to cool it down. The addition of milk and sugar popularized the beverage even more, and tea production in India skyrocketed. This led to an excess in tea leaves, but a lot of it was considered to be low grade and the British didn't want to ship it back to Europe. So the India Tea Company began marketing it to Indian citizens. By the 1950s, it was mass-consumed throughout the country. Before all this, the staple household drink in India was milk. Because of this, they started adding even more milk to the tea, specifically buffalo milk. They added more sugar too, along with many local spices. Since most of the spices in cha are useful in curing ailments, it was only drank when someone was sick or just to stay healthy during season changes. As jaw became a staple in the lives of Indians and people began having preferences for added spices and preparation techniques, the flavors of jaw began to differ between regions and even households. The basic ingredients of jaw are of course the tea leaves, milk, sugar, and cardamom. Some popular additions are fennel seeds, carom seeds, ginger, black peppercorn, cloves, and cinnamon. Some people also add nutmeg, saffron, and cumin, while others use green tea instead of black tea. Gur, or sugarcane, and honey are common replacements for sugar as a sweetener, while some people like no sweetness at all. If you were to just change the proportions of the spices and take away the milk and tea leaves, you would have gada, which is a drink commonly used in Punjabi households to help with sickness, which shows that ja can actually be quite healthy, At first, the India Tea Company was against the use of so many ingredients in their cha because it reduced the usage of their products, which led to less being sold. So they advertised that tea is better without any additional spices. But after some time, they realized that Indians only prefer tea with the added ingredients. I'm sure a lot of you already know how to make cha or make tea by just using a tea bag. Even then, I wanted to go through how my family makes tea but then I realized that there's different preferences per person and those preferences vary depending on the time of day Still, I'll give a quick overview Depending on the amount of jha we want to make, we add half that amount of water So if we want to make two cups, we add one cup of water to a pot Then we add freshly crushed cardamom, fennel seeds, and ginger during the winter months and let that come to a simmer Next is the tea bags or loose tea. The longer the water boils, the stronger the flavor will be. At our house, soon after the boiling begins, we add the milk, which is the same amount as the water in the beginning. So one cup if you're making a total of two cups of cha. Then we let the milk heat up and come to the top, making sure it doesn't boil over. Then lower the heat and let it come back up again. On the second or third time that it comes up, we add the sugar, then we let the milk come up to the top again and turn off the gas. If we wanted to use gur or jaggery instead of sugar, we would put that in before we added any of the spices, so it has time to dissolve. At the end, we use a strainer to pour the cha into cups and then serve with cookies or other Indian snacks. Have you ever wondered what that thin, sticky film is that forms on the top of jaw or sometimes even plain hot milk? It's known as milk skin, or lactoderm. It's pretty much a denatured milk protein that begins to form a film at the top of the milk or jaw because it's being dried through evaporation. It's perfectly edible, but many people don't like the texture so they discard it. The cha made in Punjabi households and all over India tends to be stronger than the chai teas and lattes served in North America and Europe. In most North American cafes, a liquid concentrate is used to make the chai instead of making a fresh mixture. And many of these places also add vanilla, chocolate, and coffee flavoring. And at that point, it's kind of not even cha anymore. Nonetheless, it's really cool to see the journey that tea, and specifically cha, has gone through. From being made in one province in China to slowly spreading across Europe, then morphing into cha in India, and finally becoming a well-known drink across the world. Many cultures have their own names, traditions, and preparation techniques for black tea. In Indian culture, cha is mostly drank in the morning, afternoon, and evening. People drink it pretty much all day. But in my opinion, the most important thing about ja is that it signifies hospitality. Every time you visit someone or somebody comes over, you know ja will be served. Thank you for listening to today's Mazadar Sansar episode. I hope you got to learn something new. Please subscribe, like, and share this episode with your friends and family. My name is Nafkirin and we'll meet again on the next episode with a new topic. Until then, do what makes you happy as long as you're not hurting others or yourself. Bye!